Hello and welcome back to The Growing Revolution. I'm Eric Olson with Smart Pot Fabric Planters. And this week, our guests are Tara Quinn and Andrew Martin with 024 Creative. And they're helping companies, especially in the cannabis industry, improve their marketing and branding. And being based in Oklahoma, we have a definite kinship with them. So we wanted to get them on the program. Tara and Andrew, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having us. We're excited. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're stoked. Get out the nerves. Yeah, maybe. yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. We've we've been uh, we've been talking and interacting for a while. Um, you know, we've been following you guys. Love your creativity and your content. Uh, so I'm excited to uh, get to know you guys more. Uh, first off, how do you two know each other, and how long have you been working together with Zero uh, Two Four Creative? It's been a, a quite a journey. Um, we met back probably about a year and a half ago. Um, I was selling product at the time and Andrew was had started in events and I was a vendor there and he came up to me and we just kind of chatted for a minute and then we just kind of progressed and he had this idea for um, an event called Throwdown Bazaar and he came to me and I was working at a magazine at that time. And he was like, hey, do you wanna jump on this and help us advertise and distribute these posters? And I was like, cool. And to this day, I did not know what he was even talking about, his concept on this event. And it was kind of funny. We were, I was just like, yeah, cool. It sounds like a good thing. It was for the patients and for the community. So I jumped on and the rest is history. Um, we started 24 Creative in May of 2022. Uh, we just kind of took some big leaps and jumped off and went off together and just had this crazy idea. So it's only been about nine months or so that we started this. So it all started with an idea for an event. Uh, did that event actually take place? Uh, and, and how did that go? Yeah, you can kind of chat on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, actually, we're about to do number 10 yeah. uh, in April. So Ben, she's talking about it's called Throwdown Bazaar, our shoppable cannabis marketplace concept where patients interface directly with the makers of their medicine and have opportunity to then choose specific options, you know, based on methods, based on uh, cultivars, based on specificities or preference of human being, and then be able to make those decisions live, and then and then act on those decisions in a marketplace. Purchase. Yeah, products. that's that's a really cool concept because you know, today's day and age, uh, the average bud tender is definitely you know not super knowledgeable about the product and then you know especially since they didn't grow it so they don't know you know what all went into it uh ingredients and techniques so that's a, a really cool concept uh with the throwdown bazaar um so getting into your guys like uh creative agency who are some of your clients and what are you all doing for them yeah, I mean, it's really a big scope. We primarily are in the cannabis industry, but we also, that's why we have 024 Creative. It's actually 420 flipped upside down because we believe that we're all community. And so we run um, socials for a farmer's market district. We have a local attorney and we're always talking to different brands and local restaurants and things like that. We want to be versatile in what we do, but primarily we do work in cannabis. So that's the fun part about it is just rebranding, packaging, design, social media, websites, all of that kind of stuff, SEO we're, we're getting into. So it's been pretty fun. Okay. So, so it's not just social media work. You guys are just like 360, you know, whatever marketing uh, and branding companies need. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. 
Um, so Andrew, uh, I, I read into your background and you're really heavy on social media and especially with your brand Passive Juice Motel. Uh, what is that? And is that something that you're still a part of? Uh, name Passive Juice Motel is a brand and no, I don't have it now. I ran it for about 12 years and, and strategically it's essentially just evolved into this. So I, I closed it intentionally and moved those the things that I learned from it into what I'm doing now. That was the whole idea. Uh, Passage Juice Motel was a brand that my wife and I ran a pop culture t-shirt company, I guess you would say, screen printing, till my sciatic nerve couldn't do it anymore. And we, uh, we'd send everything, all, uh, all 50 states, um, most countries, APOs that you can send product to. We were lucky to find ourselves in the wildest of situations. And like you said, it was based on social media. So it's based on uh, pocket viral moments within different demographics. So celebrity driven or uh, theme of a moment driven. So a television show or a movement happens or a phrase gets said on the Grammys. And, you know, and I'd take that, that pop culture zeitgeist component and, and put it into something that was, demographically targeted to like in my case like the 90s often you know 1992 ish to about 99 was is my core you know, thing that i cared about the most for whatever reason and and so i studied that and i would find ways to pair things together to create a universe of of interfacing with different things so different kinds of humans someone who likes hip-hop music but doesn't you know also likes homeward bound you know and you put those two things together and it creates a, an odd community of people that you're forcing connections, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, in my in my little weird, weird world, I imagine them in a in a physical space, shopping together and in a symbiotic <laughs> way and enjoying and enjoying each other's company, you know, because they're sharing interests, you know. Took that yeah. idea, getting attention and uh, using the internet, social media, you know, parlayed that into what we do today. So I still do all the design work and t-shirt making it's just for brands now and has a little longer shelf life for me when i make something intentionally with a brand we can use it for years on end if it's a logo we can use it for months if it's a product we can you know so there's more shelf life it makes me feel less uh like i'm spinning like a top all the time and drawing like i'm in a you know in a, in a cage having to just yeah. draw all the time so i get to do more stuff now nice. i get to go see growth and do more stuff now yeah yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, you know, clothing and apparel, that's a tough industry, very competitive. Uh, so to be doing it for like over a decade is really impressive. So um, you really must have your, your finger on the pulse of, of culture. And, and you can tell that from your guys' content. Uh, it's all very timely. Um, so Tara, you've, uh, you've put on Home is Where the Weed Is with High Hopes mm -hmm. Productions. What is that all about? Okay, so Home is Where the Weed Is was created because I come from the beauty industry. And so when I left the beauty industry, a lot of my clients would message me and be like, hey, can you get me this cannabis product or can you get me this? And I'm like, you should go get your card. And then they, when they got their card, they didn't have any education and they would walk into a dispensary. And most of the dispensaries they didn't even feel comfortable in, they would have like big pot leaves on the outside and it would be some bartender that had no idea what they were talking about. And so I realized that there was a demographic that really wasn't being reached. And so I call it kind of like a country club event. So we have an event where we bring in educators and they talk for about 
10 to 15 minutes each. So this last one, we brought in mycology, Korean natural farming. Um, we'll bring in a lawyer to talk about what your rights are, things like that. We've brought in OMA, which is who, you know, regulates our state for cannabis. And so that way people can ask direct questions. We have a sit down and it's really quick. Um, I always tell people I'm really ADHD. So if somebody gets up there and talks for an hour, I'm not going to retain most of that information, but at least they get out a little bit of what they can do. And now you can connect with them further after the event. So we feed them, we sit them down, you know, we have a really good time and we just have that one-on-one -on -one connection and uh, done two now and sold out both of them, which has been really awesome and just had a lot of people show up and ask questions. I had my son's teacher there. And another thing that I do is I advocate for autism and pediatric patients. And so that's also a big thing. So I bring the special need, needs community in. There's a lot of moms that just don't know or have any resources to talk to anybody about cannabis and natural medicine. So we bring a big emphasis on that as well. That's uh, really awesome because I'm a big uh, advocate of cannabis as medicine. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people with like ADHD, you know, kind of spectrum issues can definitely be helped with uh, cannabis products. So cool that, you know, you're kind of reaching out to the crowd that, you know, really isn't, you know, familiar with uh, the product uh, to, to get them up to speed. Um, so we kind of touched on uh, cannabis events uh, a little bit. Um, what do you guys have planned for the future? And, um, you know, I had another side question, like, what all goes into planning an, an event? Like, I think of, like, Wayne's World 2 and, and Wayne's oh, yeah. Stock, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's my frame of reference. It is, yeah. it is, it is that. Yeah. And, and you hope for those kind of things to happen, you yeah. know, within the... You know. Like Aerosmith showing up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The crazy manifestation comes true. Uh, often it just comes up with a uh, starts with an idea. Generally speaking, as basic as that sounds, uh, we have moved ourselves to uh, receiving requests, kind of just you know naturally, as opposed to trying to create events. We want mm -hmm. to be more collaborative because to answer your question, that's what we found is there's a lot of components to a successful event or to create the intention you want, I'd say more so. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like uh, having THC without the deltas or just the deltas and no cannabinoids and no terpenes. It's just kind of going. So <laughs> so you never know where you're going to land and it, without detailed intention, detailed execution, you know, repetition of processes, you know, even just the, if you're going to have a shopping mechanism, it has to work flawlessly. You know, the orders have to be checked in in a certain way. The manifest have to be driven a certain way if it's cannabis. Uh, so we do things collectively with uh, players and marketplaces that can uh, do things because we want to do things that are, you know, bigger than just the two of us. So Yeah, and we try to not be in too much to the, like, the 420 culture, you know, smoking down loud parties because what we find out is so with the throwdown bazaar that we do another big component is is that it's um, a flash sale too so that's an incentive we believe that everybody should have access to their medicine and then affordable cost being a parent myself even being in the industry my son medicates on cannabis for his autism and adhd and it's hard for me to find quality products so then we bring people in for that and yeah, it's just been a lot to do, especially when 24 took off. So we still do these events, but now we lean on that dispensary a lot and use it more as their marketing. And they help us with the event quite a bit. We're really trying to get into more, not I wouldn't even say fitness, but like activity-based events. So we're going to be doing a 5K and a fun run. So High Hopes will do the fun run. 
And then if you guys see Andrew on social media, he dresses up as Robin Hood. So we're going to do a storybook character thing and he's a runner. So if you catch him, there's like incentive and we always do a lot of give back programs to veterans and any type of community event we can. We're going to be doing a fishing tournament. So that'll be fun. Bring out your family, bring out your kids, you know? Um, And that's what we saw with Throwdown Bazaar is like, we, you know, we were really sensory friendly, you know, keep the music down. We want actual conversation. And we saw a lot of kids coming in, a lot of disabled people. I mean, there was like older folks, you know, nurses and people just coming off the street to see what it was. And then you have to have that accepting and biting atmosphere. And so, yeah, so we're really excited. We've got um, a community cup coming up that we're doing with Jordan from Growcast. Uh, we're really excited. He just moved to Oklahoma. So we're going to be doing a lot of education on home growing. Um, I think that's really exciting because as myself, I've never grown before and I want to know how. I think you should be able to, you know, know more about the plant in that way as well. So that's another thing that we're going to be doing this year. In April. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so that, that event's in, in April? April the... No, May. I'm sorry. May 7th. May 7th. I got a computer. Okay, nice. And where is that at? In Oklahoma City at the Farmer's Market. Uh, it's just awesome. the farmers market district. Yeah, it's going to be really awesome. We have a couple educators. Brandon and Russ is, and one is of that going to be like a is, is that going to be like a four twenty friendly event? Like people can partake at the farmers market. Matter, yeah, matter yeah. of fact, it'll be a there'll be a duality to the event. So we'll have an education course uh, at the same time, a, a very quaint uh, cup. So 14 brands will bring grammed out totals, or the dispensary will gram them out. And judges, participants, patients will be able to get a 14 gram flight. And then during the five hours that we're on at the farmer's market, there'll be a couple of different coins that designate different designations for uh, maybe flavor profile, best overall, whatever we, whatever we determine. We haven't landed on that yet, but essentially very, very basic process where they just blind vote by sticking them into a a jar and then we'll name a, a, a cup winner. So we will be having all of that consumption going on as well yeah. as uh, the home growers will be able to showcase uh, what they have cultivated during the season as well. So they'll be able to nice. bring that in and show it off. I, we can't nice. say that you'll yeah, be. I, I think for cannabis. Yeah, I, I think for cannabis competitions, really a, a blind judging is the only way to be fair. Um, I'm sure, you know, everyone's kind of familiar with the high times cannabis cups and you know, the general like consensus on that is, you know, whoever pays the most is is the winner on those, which I think is bullshit. Um, It should be, any competition should be blind. Um, Justice should be blind, uh, just like Mm -hmm. cannabis judging. Um, Okay, cool. So how would you guys say the current uh, business climate is for cannabis in Oklahoma? And what's the future looking like um, you know, especially with like recreational cannabis, uh, that isn't on the next ballot, is it? It's actually an off-season, off-cycle ballot, so it's happening uh, in March. Yeah. On the this March. Yeah, yeah. This March. Oh wow. It's called eight twenty. Yeah, we're um, honestly a lot of people in the industry are against it. Um, we are probably on the polarizing side of it for it. Um, I think we're. I mean, you can talk a little bit more about this, but I think the whole thing is people think that a lot of mom and pops are going to unfortunately close business, but it's already happening that way. And it's going to get us ahead of the curve if we go ahead and go recreational because we don't know when the next time we would be able to vote on it. Yeah. 
I mean, the climate is difficult, honestly. We, yeah. we met with a brand to film, uh, you know, like a fun series of a walkthrough, and they kind of gave us this grim, you know, testimonial to set off the day. We're like, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, they had to lay off 10 people, you know, like the week before we had uh, met them, you know. Uh, so it was very, you know, they were very upset about that, you know. Um, but it doesn't mean that recreation will fix that. It, it'll, it'll definitely... 9% of Oklahomans have a medical cannabis card right now. So it's a small state, so kind of think of it that way. Um, if we open up the, the pathway, I have a friend who texted me in two days ago, and he's like, I'm going on to, I'm going into the dark side. My card's about to expire, and I don't have the extra cash right now, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope I don't get drug tested for a few weeks till I get the extra cash, you know? So there's definitely a line of accessibility and this is not a wealthy state. So mm -hmm. that's immediately a subject, you know, um, people have, uh, you know, hand to mouth income, uh, by large, uh, you know, percentage. And, and, and so, um, it creates a limitation, you know, even though it's designed to be a program, uh, and then that program doesn't really have uh, application. So we're, we're all we're really paying for is to not be arrested. If you really want to get down to it, we're, we're not paying for access to a doctor who can prescribe. We're not being yeah. paid. We're not, no one's housing medical records. So three years from now, if I want to see how it's been going, I, and no one's doing that. We have, we have no programs. There's no facilities, no clinics. Um, so it's, it's just to pay to not go to jail monopoly card. Yeah. And, and, and so, and it's much my basic opinion that if that's all that you're going to provide for the $215, then just let everyone in because it's already a free for all. It's based on the bud tender. It's based on the interfacing that you achieve with where you land. It's kind of just a dice roll like we've talked about. So um, not having it, you know, maintaining this is not maintaining a quote unquote medical process because there's not a return on that investment. Other than right. other than not being thrown in jail, and, and so why limit people to that? That think about it that way. Like you're telling people, you're telling poor people then essentially, or people who are on a, don't have the income to put into that. Yeah, you're saying you, you are going to go to jail it. because you can't afford them to not go to jail card. Yeah, but the people on the other side don't have anything that you don't have other than that. They don't. They don't have a clinic. They don't have a doctor. They don't have references. They don't have. They don't have a procedure. There's no medical there's, program. There's no medical program. Even, yeah, even when I got my son's card with him being eight years old, um, it was a quick, a doctor actually FaceTimed me while she was driving in the car. And it was like, okay, what's he needed for? I said, autism. She said, okay, hung up the phone. I had my kid's card. Now, if I wasn't it, that's why I provide so much education because I was lost and you just start using all these different yeah. products and stuff. And so providing the education and going back to our morals and values for why we do events is access to all. So how can we be against 820? Is it the best? No, there's going to be yeah. bad sides to it. But yeah. at this point, it's like, yeah, like I said, we're a very conservative state. So we need to go ahead and vote it through mm -hmm. while we have the chance. There's going to be more regulation. There's going to be government bodies that will be um, established with power. There's going to be Department of Transportation, Department of Agriculture, mm -hmm. uh, essentially an FDA-like experience. But the brands are already experiencing that. Um, someone told me, one of our brands told me that um, they roast peanuts and then, you know, and then coat those and then sell those. And the organic peanut itself was testing for fecal matter and they were having to blanch or, or boil you know, a, a finished product they, before they modified it, you know? So, so cannabis is held to a standard of, of cleanliness. That's not 
even held by modern food yeah. consumption. So obviously, so, yeah. yeah. So how can you say then the the adding government regulation? All it does is let the alma may become the the police. It lets so instead of having to be all inclusive and have to govern agriculture, transportation, delivery, uh, uh, how we throw it away, you know, uh, how you know waste, etc. You know. They can focus on just regulation and then they can let the transportation companies, you know, the one, the agencies that deal with that, deal with that. The agencies that deal with, with goods and services, deal with goods and services, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's, it's how California operates. Um, it's how most major states operate. Uh, the, now, how about taxes uh, with Oklahoma? Are taxes going to go up uh, with recreational versus medical? Maintains the medical program, so it's still at the current fifteen point five four nine that it is now. It just remains the same. Yep. A, a, a passer through or anyone of age uh, that isn't a part of that program, it does double that. And that's a, a big talk about it. But then you can just go get your card. But then it also plays into that. What if you don't have the money for your card? Now you're taxed. You know, so that's what we're saying. Like, yeah, we don't think it's perfect, but but they're never going to allow it to pass without without money in their hand. Yeah, unless it creates an incentive for them. They they already pushed it to an off cycle from you know they already pushed it from when yeah. everyone votes to a random Tuesday in March on so, spring break or yeah. something like that so, too. So it's just it's funny how it's ending up. You know, politics. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there are other. But at the same time, I think I think that might bode well for you guys because then the people who are really passionate about it will come out and vote yes, and the people who are like either on the fence or like, eh, you know, they won't show up. So I bet it's going to pass. And as long as Home Grow is still available, you know, then I guess I'm more likely to support it. It actually loosens the regulations on home grow. We have like a, a, a grow and destroy program right now. You can only maintain certain amounts. If you if you keep it for concentrates, you process it into butter, you can keep more. Uh, they're eliminating a lot of that. There's also a, like a no share uh, part of 788 where you're not supposed to technically share your home grow. And they're loosening that as well. So uh, 820 is, is more pro home grow than, than 788. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah, I, I home grow it has to be included. I, I live in Florida currently, and I've heard that um, one of the big MSOs is pushing for recreational, but specifically leaving home grow off of yes, uh, that. And I'm gonna vote no five times. That's all for uh, profit. That's that. the concept. They can make you dependent on like a pharmaceutical product where you, they are the only ones that are allowed yeah. to make it. We're definitely for homegrown. Mm-hmm. Access to all means all Yes, um, I saw that you guys were uh, the marketing team beside behind a, a lawsuit with OMMA uh, with Felina Rivera and Amber uh, Pecchio Garrett. Yeah, hopefully I pronounced that right. Can you uh, explain what that lawsuit's all about? Yeah, there was a lot of issues with metric when it was implemented into Oklahoma. It, we weren't, it wasn't implemented right when it became legal here on 788. And so it was a couple years later and there was a lot of issues with their software. Um, a lot of companies couldn't upload their stuff. And so they were like in this holding period and they weren't able to sell. I mean, some people for months at an end and that's why we lost a lot of companies at that time. And so we came on, they asked us to come on and help market them and, um, get their, you know, get their contacts to be able to help them if they want to file an individual lawsuit. Right now, it's just, we're just hoping that metric will help them out a little bit more, but it's just kind of still like in a limbo, honestly, with metric. 
Mm. Yeah, it's just a, it's yeah. an exploratory piece of uh, of of a litigation. You know, it's just basically to see what is happening to the different businesses and 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 what uh, problems has caused them to see what kind of class action, uh, if any. Um, is out there and so that yeah so you're just in the discovery phase on on the lawsuit yeah okay all right well to be continued yeah um so uh what are some of the ways that people can get in touch with you to acquire your services i know you guys have like a ton of handles but what do you think is the the best ones i would definitely say the zero two four creative just on instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of us we also have the same email zero two four creative at gmail.com um that would probably be the best honestly just slide into our dms we check it regularly it's the best place we also have different handles he's sherry forest i'm hi it's tara and then i've got a couple different ones for um high hopes but they're all in our bio as soon as you go on to 24 creative our personal handles are in the bio as well yeah. Same with the link to the website. Yeah. You can inquire there as well. Yep. Nice, nice. Um, so that was pretty much all the questions that I had for you guys. Was there anything that I, you know, missed or anything that you guys, you know, wanted to kind of talk about or uh, shout out uh, before we sign off? I would just say um, stay up to date on the events that we're going to do. Um, one of our goals, too, is to bring um, the model from Shiri Forest around Bazaar and Homes Where the Weed Is to different states. So if you're open to that and you want to know more information, we would love to hit the ground running when somebody first becomes legal. Uh, we can provide all that education for you and organize that. So that's a big thing that I want to get into, manifest it into the new year. So yeah. um, that's really all. I think you asked wonderful questions and we just appreciate your time. And we love smart pods and we just appreciate you guys. Yeah, well, um, you know, we, we love your guys' content and looking forward to, um, you know, hopefully participating in your guys' uh, event because it sounds really in line with, you know, who we're trying to, to get in touch with and reach out to. So on that note, um, Andrew, Tara, this has been a great interview and I really appreciate your guys' time. Thank, Thank you. you Thanks for thinking of us. Thank you.